I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Debate season is heating up here in the state of Utah. There's a lot to look for in the upcoming week in particular. Utah's first district is holding their debate tonight at 6 p.m. at Weber State University. The debate, of course, will be between Democratic candidate Rick Jones and Republican incumbent uh, Blake Moore. And as we look at these debates, and again, you can hear all of the debates here live on KSL News Radio. So today you'll have that first district. Uh, between Rick Jones and Blake Moore at 6 p.m. On Wednesday will be the 4th District. That will be up at the University of Utah at 6 p.m., and that will feature Darlene McDonald, Burgess Owens, the incumbent, and January Walker from the Utah United Utah Party. And then uh, don't forget on Friday, Friday will be the 2nd Congressional District, 6 p.m. at Southern Utah University with uh, Cassie Easley, Representative Chris Stewart, and Nick Mitchell, the Democratic challenger. And I'm going to be moderating that one. So we'll be broadcasting live from Southern Utah University on Friday. So stick around with us all week. Uh, And as we look at debates, uh, really trying to figure out impact, style, uh, approach. Uh, there's so many things that go into a debate, and we're really pleased to have joining us today from Weber State University, uh, Mark Galavis, who's the Director of Speech and Debate at Weber State University. He's an award-winning performer, coach, and mentor in the world of communication forensics. And uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Mark. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, so let's let's start breaking this down a little bit. I want to know a little bit more about communication forensics. <laughs> oh, yeah, you bet. Well, forensics is the study of uh, a lot of things. A lot of people look at forensics as the study of what you would see on a CSI show, right. correct? <laughs> but forensics is how we look at words and how we disseminate them and how we use them. So communication forensics really looks at words and really starts to begin. We, we start at the definitions. For example, fact versus value, because we have a lot of buzzwords today, as we yeah. all hear about, right? And so what does a word really mean, and what does a statement really mean? And and, and we, we seek to look at that, and that's where good debate really starts, is making sure we're talking about the same thing. If we're going to talk about guns, for example, right? Very, very charged subject we could talk about. What are we talking about? The make, manufacturer? Are we talking about how people use them? What specific aspect are we? And that's going to help us formulate and go a specific direction as opposed to just going on pure emotion. Yeah, oh, that's so important, and uh, especially as, as we deal with the social media landscape of, of all of this and the rhetoric that, of course, heats up at this time of year. Uh, as, as you look at that, Mark, and as you're looking at a debate, uh, let's kind of go beyond the obvious. We kind of know where the talking points are going to be. We basically know where the candidates fall for the most part. What are you actually listening for when you listen or watch a debate? 
Well, what I like to listen for is, first of all, what what they do about the buzzwords. Do they really dig into them, or do they just go with the status quo? And what I mean by that, let me use another example, if I if I can, is uh, we've heard the the term, for example, defund the police, right? Yeah. That's that's a terrible moniker. And if you live in a high crime rate, or if you've been a victim, that's that's a no go right from the beginning. And there's a lot of debate around this. But if I said, hey, let's look at better funding the police to make sure there are officers trained in mental health issues and how to deal with them. Mm. And understanding with the backdrop, one in five people have some form of a mental health diagnosis, one in 20 have serious mental health issues. And let the public know, I want to make sure some of that funding goes into officers trained in that specifically. That is a much better format of debate that we can really talk about and get behind as opposed to just using a catchphrase or a buzzword. So I'm looking to see what candidates do about that. Yeah. Do they just go with that or do they really break it down? And 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 the secondary, I want to see what they're doing about the two biggest issues facing facing us is, and this is by numerous polling, is, is, is education and air quality. Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones. So what do they say and what are the links to what they're going to do? I, I want some more specificity as opposed to just using, yeah, we're going to look at it. Yeah, we're going to do that. That's I think time has, has come and gone, and hopefully news organizations like your own are going to start holding people more accountable to what they say and then make sure they're doing them down the road. Yeah, I think that's so important. You, you've hit some really crucial things. Uh, we, we often settle for those sweeping generalities, those those buzzwords, uh, and we know when we talk about things in generalities, we very rarely succeed. Uh, but when we talk about the specifics, we very rarely fail. And even if we do fail, we can have transparency and accountability, which I think are the the really important things. Uh, a couple other things to ask you quickly, Mark, uh, in terms of uh, the debate and the debate prep. You know, you know what goes into that. Uh, what is it that uh, is your advice? What's the last thing you're going to tell that uh, that candidate before they walk on the stage uh, for that debate? What should they be focused on? I think debates are the are the one opportunity you have to be in front of an audience and to anyone that's sitting on the fence to to reach those those folks. There's people that will vote and, and check an, an, an RRD no matter what happens, right? right? But there's a lot of people that live in the middle, and it's your 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 real opportunity to, to reach those people and make those specific connections. A lot of people think a debate is is always just facts and figures and things like that, but you're also building a narrative. You look back to some of the greatest debates we've had, and the reason we still talk about Lincoln-Douglas debates is those great orators made those specific narrative connections and not only told facts and figures, they told stories that made me feel or made me think, wow, I I understand what what we need to do, or wow, I understand how bad the air quality is, and your plan to do something about it is this. Walking away with the ability to – coalesce whatever they're saying into, okay, they stand for X and being specific. And you, you, I think, hit it very, very clearly is not using those as much, but putting something down where I say, well, Rick Jones or Blake Moore stands for this and being able to really put not just a label, but a, a feeling and a narrative. And, and if they can do that, I think they're going to make some inroads. Yeah. Well, and, and I love your focus on the, on the forensics, the words have meaning and the meaning matters and, and getting past the, uh, the buzz and all of that. We've been talking a lot, of course, about the dignity index uh, and how we talk about uh, these particular issues, whether people agree or disagree, but how we do that with dignity. You talked about the, uh, the Lincoln Douglas debates, uh, very different in terms of approaches, but there was still a dignity component to it uh, that I think we got to get back to. 
Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think we lose that when we start just attacking. And, and those are some of the, the fallacies that, that we seek to look at. If you're going to just label your opponent and not talk about the issues, well, that's a fallacy. And, and understanding, and I, I think that's part of fact-checking, too, is, is looking at what they're saying and does it link to just a, a dismissal or the either-or dichotomy fallacy or the, the different fallacies that we look at. And there's a lot of things that that people just hang on to and, as opposed to making those narrative connections. Uh and, and seeing why this is important. Yeah, I, I think getting to those and conversations, so often it's easy to hold up a, a particular vote and say, oh, they voted you know, for this or they voted against that. Uh, and often we know in Washington there's you know, poison pills in bills or there's, there's reasons beyond just the, the headline of a nice-sounding bill uh, that might be a reason to vote for it or a reason not to vote for it. Uh, but often we we gloss over that and say, oh, my goodness, how could she vote for this or how could he vote against that? Uh, we often, again, miss that deeper conversation that I think you're talking about. Yeah, that, that, that's critical. And, and that's why we, these debates are important, because the education, it's not only a key issue, it's educating yourself on the candidates, what they stand for, local, nationally, and, and taking part and voting and participating, that's that's never going to go away if we're going to hold on to our democracy. That's just not. So wherever we sit, it's the participation and being willing to say, you know, somebody has a good idea, no matter what side of the spectrum yeah. politically you are. That, that's a good idea. That's right. Fantastic. Uh, Mark Galloway is the director of speech and debate at Weber State University, which will host tonight's debate in the first district between Rick Jones and Blake Moore. You can hear that live at 6 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Great insight. We'll have you back as we continue to march through debate season. Thank you so much, Boyd. Have a great night. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. Again, make sure you stick around for debate night tonight here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.